Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Osha. Uh, let's start episode 424 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Irineo. And he writes, hello back there, maestro. Now that was an interesting discussion you had. But I wonder which other clefs are there besides 2G, 2C and 1F? Uh, Those the ones I'm familiar with. And while transposing you mean when you're writing a score or improvising? Thank you. Very truly yours, Irinia. Interesting that um, Irineo knows two G clefs, right, Osha? Yes, because that's our one old French G clef is not common nowadays. Mm-hmm. We could actually uh, survey all ten te- clefs, right? Sure. Remind people uh, to take a look at them and uh, pick and choose, uh, sometimes they are useful, right, Osha? Did you use some clefs today? Yes, I used one of the C clefs. On what occasion? Well, we were playing Bach's aria from one of the cantatas. Mm -hmm. Mein Gläubig has Geherze, right? That's right. And And we had to play soprano parts. So it was written soprano clef, so. And my part had bass clef in the left hand and in the right hand bass clef, but uh, somehow it changed constantly between bass clef and tenor clef, I believe. Uh, So starting with the G clefs, we have two, as Irineo says, G, the first one is well-known violin clef, where G is on the second line, treble That's G. Right. And we are always counting the lines from the bottom. Yes. As Osha said, if you have G on the first line, that's called an old French clef from the 17th century, for example. That's right, and the... It means that the G note is on the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was popular uh, for string music, right? Uh, 
violins played from from such a clef. So it's actually higher than normal violin clef because the the lower the clef, the higher the sound. Yes, that's a paradox, but that's how it works. And clefs are used to avoid laser lines. That's right. Mm-hmm. So especially in old time, you know, when paper was very expensive, people wanted to save space and. Instead of writing extra lines, we would just change a clef. Then we have the familiar F clef, where on the fourth line we have, what, tenor F? That's right. Mm -hmm. Which is called bass clef. Yes. Probably it's the most common after, you know, treble clef. Mm -hmm. So it's used quite a lot in music. For all the keyboards and you know, for some of the strings and for some of the wind instruments. Mm-hmm. But actually, there are three F clefs uh, from the history of music. So tell us more about other two F clefs. Mm-hmm. If you put F on the on the fifth line, you have the baritone clef. So it's the same like bass clef the figure of the of the clef but but put two lines higher on the top line on the fifth line right so which means that on the fifth line you have tenor f what else uh, if you have the F clef, F clef on the third line. Yes, on the middle line. Middle line. Then you have basso profondo clef, which is lower than the normal bass clef, one third lower. Right. But strangely, if you look at the similarity between F clef and G clef imagine you have F on the on the middle line um, then there is no similarity but if you have baritone clef on the fifth line you know you, you we have violin clef second octave F2 so people May, can use uh, in their mind the uh, transposition to to the violin clef, but very high, uh, one two octaves higher, and that would be much easier than reading from the baritone clef. Well, for me, I would say it's fairly enough to have treble clef, one treble clef, you know, mm-hmm. one F clef and five C clefs. It gives me plenty of opportunities, you know, to, to transpose and to sight read music. What about C clefs? I, I talked about G clefs and F clefs. I give the C clefs to you. Well, I use them every day. Okay. So, tell us more. Well, there are five C clefs and each of them marks the note C. And if we start at the bottom line, we have soprano clef. And then if we go up, we have mezzo-soprano clef. Then on the middle line, we have alto clef. 
when above it it's a tenor clef mm-hmm. and on the upper line is a baritone clef and it always marks you know the note of the C of the first octave or the middle of octave mm-hmm. and these keys are very you know fun and very easy to use to transpose things so you're saying baritone clef is on the fifth line that's right so I was wrong actually when talking about F clef, which was called baritone. In in F clef, baritone should be on the th- middle line then, right? I said on the fifth line. Yes. On the fifth line is it's basso, basso profondo. profondo yes. mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of confusing sometimes if you don't use it uh, every day, but. Uh, uh, for which occasion those 10 clefs can be used? I would say for two occasions. If you want to improvise based on the theme transpositions, like maybe a fugue, and you have to constantly change the key of the subject, then you don't have to remember the subject itself. You just look at the score and change the clef itself. All right? It sounds difficult, but after, you know, a few months of work, it's not that hard. Yes, because I think you need to be quite advanced in order, you know, to be, to manage all these clefts very easily. And the second occasion, I think, uh, is for geeks. You know what geek is? The... Yes, I know what a geek is. Geek. I geek? Geek. G-E-E-K. No, I don't know that. Computer geek, for example. I know G-I-G. Yeah, computer geek is a guy usually with very thick glasses and he knows everything about computers, but nothing about anything else. Like like a connoisseur, you know, about this. So, about certain subjects. So, if you are very... In very deep into early music, for example, and you always prefer to s- uh, practice and cite-read from facsimiles, right? From old ma- manuscripts and old prints, modernly, modernly in modern times reproduced, right? Then you need those clefs because people were writing. Well, and still, even if you know you work on not uh, exactly like old, very old music. But in some editions, some 19th century editions of, let's say, Bach, mm-hmm. scores, you can find pieces that are written in clefs. Oh, yes. If For example, Peter's edition, I have played myself, you know, the third part of Klavierübung at the Academy of Music when I was studying. And one of the chorales was, you know, written in C clefs. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do, I I was too lazy to transpose them. I mean, to rewrite them down, and you know, like treble and bass clef. So I just I just played in clefs right away. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, if you study Bach from from that uh, Bach's Gesellschaft Ausgabe from the 19th century uh, edition, which was started with Mendelssohn times, right and uh, it was widely used in, in 19th century, those original clefs. They didn't change Bach's clefs, they used Bach uh, notation. And uh, since Bach used C clefs, 
Bargesselschaft aus Gabe also used the same kind of claps. Plus, if you study vocal music, let's see Mozart's take the Mozart's Requiem, for mm-hmm. example, a famous piece. It's all written in the... Actually, he uses three C claps uh-huh. and a bass clef. Right. Soprano, uh, alto, tenor, and bass clef. That's right, because it's written for four, four voices. So, uh, and sometimes it's good to study old scores. Mm-hmm. Compare and them to my modern editions. Yes. Not only it's a good exercise in the mind, but you you get to know the composer deeper. That's true. Plus, there are, you know, instruments like cello that uses c clefs constantly. And, you know, other instruments. Mm-hmm. Wind instruments, for example. Yes. Orchestral instruments sometimes use c clefs. And then... For example, if you play Brahms, Choral Preludes by Brahms, in from 19th century, right? But because he used the polyphonic techniques that he loved from Bach's times, uh, plus he added some chromatic harmonies, of course, he used actually C clefs. Even in today's editions, you will find uh, C clefs in Bra- Brahms's compositions. So you need that. If you you don't want to be, you know, sort of challenged. Mm -hmm. Clef challenged. That's right. Yes. At first we all are clef challenged and we only know treble clef in the first grade, right? But somehow six months later we managed to play with the bass clef starting. It's not that easy and we struggle for a few years actually kids struggle with bass clefs. Well, it's some, it comes easier for some and harder for others. Mm-hmm. It's no very individual thing. When I was sight reading Art of Fugue by Bach from original notation, I discovered that you need about one month for each particular clef to be comfortable with it. So if you, if you have 10 clefs, you need 10 months. And that's it. Well, plus if you need uh, combinations of clefs for two voices or three or four voices, then of course you have you you need additional time. But if you are just uh, reading one voice, you can do it in ten months pretty much uh, without any struggle. That's right. Which is your favorite clef with this? Soprano. Mine too. It's easier. Mm-hmm. But it's for a while, so for for a while, you didn't like soprano. I know I liked alto. Mm-hmm. That was my first choice, but now I think I prefer soprano. Mm-hmm. Funny, and then probably t- tenor in the third place. Do you think that soprano clef could unlock the doors of our house? I don't think so. <laughs> alto, maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> but okay. we can unlock you know, very interesting music for you and very beautiful music right but anyway Serenia asks do we need this you know, transposing using clefs in writing or in improvisation so I would never mean that you would need to write down your transposition I, I don't 
see any sense in doing that. It's an exercise you have at theory classes, Well, right? uh, so, but it takes only like one lesson just to try to do it. Uh-huh. Because the most important part is that you would could do it, you know, live. So mm-hmm. you need to do it as, you know, as a transposition of a real music piece mm-hmm. by playing it. And plus, there are now computer notations, all those softwares that do automatically for you everything transposed and change clefs automatically. So you don't need that. But if you want to play, yes, you do need. And it's you know it's a very useful skill, especially if you are a church musician, and especially if you are working with choirs and if you are working with with soloists with basically the singers mm-hmm. because you never know what we might you know want you to play mm-hmm. I remember exactly one wedding when soprano was sort of sick and she asked me to transpose one third lower so I used simply a C clef in the right hand part and soprano and a treble clef in the bass clef in the left hand Soprano and the treble, and that's it. Very easy. True. Okay, this was with us. And Usha. We do hope this was a useful discussion. Please send us more of your questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for SS courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha. thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Usha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. 
I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.